I'd like us to give a warm welcome to Pastor Leanne Headley, our worship pastor, and a tremendous woman of God. <laughs> yes. It would help if she had a microphone. <laughs> she only asked for one thing, a microphone. It's on. It's on. Mm-hmm. Well, good morning. I believe the Lord has given me a word this morning. And it's a phrase, time is of the essence. So we're going to get right to it because time is of the essence. Can you guys say that with me? Time is of the essence. We're going to look at living in time right now on the earth right now. But before we do that, we're going to go back to the Old Testament and look at some people in 2 Chronicles chapter 12. Actually, it's 1 Chronicles chapter 12. Sorry about that. Uh, we see King David, and King Saul has died, and now the people who followed King Saul are coming over to David, and one of those tribes is the tribe of Issachar. And in verse 32, it says, From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. So they were able to look at what was happening around them and decide, you know what? The best idea right here, right now, is for us to follow David and go after him. So they went to Hebron and met with him and came under his leadership and authority. So today, in the time and season we are living in right now. I believe that's a word for us too. Apostle Frank has said that to us many times throughout the past couple of years about this exact scripture and how we need to know the times and seasons. So we're gonna look at that a little bit today. In the time we live in, we are seeing much change. We're seeing people in high places, um, vis very visible places, and they are looking at the times and seasons. We see politicians right now who are stepping down from positions that they've held for years. They're not running for re-election. We see big church leaders stepping down who have been in the forefront for years. We see CEOs of companies stepping down. There is change going on in our lives. I know some of you are getting into homesteading. We're looking at the signs, we're looking at the times, and we're saying, hey, you know what? I better have my own food source. That would be probably a really good idea, or maybe I need to have water source, or get a generator and have some fuel. I know some people are storing toilet paper, and I know who to go to. <laughs> if, if it comes to that, I know who has it, because she's told me. <laughs> So anyway, we're looking at the signs. We want to know the signs. We, we want to know the times. And, and that is so good. We're doing some things in the physical, but we also are doing some things in the spiritual. Amen? Yeah, so let's look at that. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, in getting into the spiritual, says, So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Would you say we are living in evil times today? Yeah. When it comes to time, I think that we, the people here at Touch Heaven, and the people who watch online, I think that we want to know the times and seasons. I think we are looking at that. I think 
that we want God's timing. We want time miracles. We want to make good use of our time. We don't want to waste time. In fact, I think a lot of us regret times that we've wasted, maybe times when we weren't following him, maybe times we wasted in just relationships that we let be broken and didn't work on, didn't work on, just left ourselves at odds with others. But I have good news today, because God redeems time. Amen. 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 He redeems time. He does, and we're gonna look at that a little bit more. On Mother's Day, this is May 8, 2022. God redeems time. That is good news for us, amen? Amen, and time is of the essence right now. It was so good what Apostle Frank was, was being led to pray about the whole abortion thing and the Supreme Court and all of that stuff. And boy, we can pray, we can put some of that stuff into our songs as we're worshiping the Lord. We can put the Supreme Court in some of the blanks of where we can sing about that and just lift it up to him and what's happening and give it to him because time is of the essence. And see, the enemy tries to get in and he tries to knock us off of God's timeline and into his timeline. And so we, we can use worship, we can use the word, we can use all these things to stay on God's timeline. All right, let's make sure we do that. When we surrender our time to him, we come into his divine order. Let's look at Psalm 37, verse 23. This is the New Living Translation. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives, every detail of their lives. And I believe that includes time. So we can just surrender to him and we can say, hey, God, I just surrender my time to you today. You said you direct the steps of the godly, and you know, Lord, forgive me for any way that I am being ungodly, and I just ask that you would direct my steps, and he'll do it. He delights in every detail of our lives. In the Passion Translation of that same reference, Psalm 37, 23, it says, when Yahweh delights in how you live your life, he establishes your every step. Isn't that good news? I'm gonna read it again. When Yahweh delights in how you live your life, he establishes your every step. Do we want our steps to be established by the Lord? Amen. Amen. So God is in the time restoring business. I'm going to repeat some things because I do better with hearing things more than once. So I may be repeating some stuff. And if you've got it the first time, fabulous. Some other people may not have, so bear with me. The, the enemy is in the time-stealing business, but God is in the time-redeeming business. All right, let's, let's get that in our heads today. Let's get that really deep in us. God is in the time-restoring business. Sometimes we can focus too much on how much the enemy has stolen from us, and we need to be focusing on God being the one who redeems. All right? Joel 2.25 says in the New Living Translation, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. And I've heard before that locusts are sometimes referred to, um, it's a reference to demonic forces. So what the enemy has taken from us, he is giving back. God is saying, I will give that back to you. 
Amen. How many of you have hung on to that verse before? I know I have. This is not the first time. So I believe God wants to do several things this morning. I believe he was speaking to me yesterday. I believe that one thing he wants to do is time miracles. If anybody needs a time miracle this morning, I believe God is here to do time miracles. God comes for very specific reasons. I've seen time miracles. We, our family has seen time miracles. We know that there have been certain times where, you know, we had so much time to get a bill paid and God has come through at the very last second. He's our provision and he's right on time. I believe God also wants to do something today. I, want, I believe he wants to do divine interventions. I know there are TV shows out there that, where they have interventions, like people can't control their cat. And he's like running the whole household and wrecking things. And he's like a, the holy terror of cats, you know? And, and I believe, you know, you see those people come in and they're gonna intervene and they're gonna help these people like get control of their cats and get the house back in order and, and know how to, you know, be a proper cat owner. But I believe God is doing divine interventions this morning. Maybe we have some things in our lives that are just a mess and the enemy's just like running ramrod over us right now. And God is coming in today to do a divine intervention and to restore some things and set some things back in order because time is of the essence. There's a third thing that I believe God has for us this morning, and I believe he's setting up divine appointments. It's time for us to have some divine appointments today. I've seen him open doors. I've seen him close doors. I've seen times when he has given me a dream or a thought about a person and then the very next day or the very next week, this person I haven't thought of in years or seen in years, I come across them. I meet them somewhere at a store, like a very odd, you know, like I don't live nearby and they don't either and we just are somewhere at the same time, same place. God does divine appointments, and I think he has some divine appointments to do this morning with us. So let's allow him to restore time for us this morning because time is of the essence. I believe another thing that might need to happen, just maybe, is that some of us need to jump timelines this morning. And what I mean by that is the enemy um, wants to do some things to us. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy in our lives, and he steals time. Um, he destroys it. Uh, some of us have even times where we don't remember. We have lost like our memories of times, even years. Some of us don't even remember parts of our childhood. And I believe God is gonna do some timeline corrections this morning. We need to get off the fear timeline. That's the enemy's timeline. The next bad thing that's going to happen timeline. <laughs> Anybody been on that one? <laughs> like, oh, I just had a flat tire. What's next? They say things come in threes, you know? <laughs> Have you heard that one? <laughs> now the dryer's gonna break. <laughs> So we need to get off of those timelines, and there's a timeline that's God's timeline. It's a love timeline, and 
it casts out fear. When we get onto his timeline, it gets us off that fear timeline of the enemy because his perfect love casts out fear. I also want to be on the I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me timeline. Anybody want to be on that one? And the one that says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I want to be on the timeline that says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So are we wholly on God's timeline this morning? Do we need a timeline correction? Maybe some of us are stuck in time. I know that we can all probably think of somebody, if not ourselves, somebody who's stuck in time. We know people who, who are grieving and they've just been in grief for years and they just can't seem to get past that grief and they're stuck in that grief. Some people are stuck in timelines um, that go back to traumas when they were young, maybe uh, three-year-old timeline, something bad happened, and they're in this trauma that they just can't seem to get past, and they're angry, and they're upset, and they keep going back to that, and they can't move past it. God wants to get us on his timeline. He wants to get us unstuck from the wrong timelines this morning. How can we know if we are on a wrong timeline or if we're stuck in time? Some of you can think of some people who may be stuck in time. Um, maybe your spouse says about you, maybe they say, man, he acts like a five-year-old, or she acts like a three-year-old sometimes. What is up with that? Well, that could be an indication that you're stuck in time. Sometimes we can have five-year-old husband fighting with seven-year-old wife um, out of their traumas from their past, you know? And we're like, I don't even know why I act like that. I don't even know why I said that. Well, we could be stuck. But God wants to get us unstuck this morning. He doesn't want us to live in that past time. He, won't, he doesn't want us to live in five-year-old emotions or seven-year-old year old emotions and be at each other and others out of those just young ages, just being crazy, throwing tantrums and fits when we're 50 years old. It just, just it's not God, and it just doesn't work. Does it? It doesn't work. Hasn't been working out too well. <laughs> So, in the day we live, we need to be able to discern the times and seasons without any parts of us being stuck in fear, doubt, or unbelief. That's where the enemy wants to keep us, in fear, doubt, and unbelief. But I have good news. In 2 Timothy 1.7, the New Living Translation, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So let's jump off the enemy's timeline, the timeline of doubt, fear, and unbelief, and onto God's timeline of power, love, and self-discipline with no hindrances this morning. Amen? Amen. We want to do that? We want to <laughs> live like that? All right, I have one more thing, and I really felt strongly like the Lord wanted me to share this with you today because I believe somebody needs to hear this, maybe some, more than just one, but... Um, when I go to Nashville to see my family, I have my parents are there, my two oldest brothers are there, and their families, and their grown kids, and I have great nieces and nephews. But one of the things that we try to do when we go to Nashville is at least one time go sailing. My oldest brother, he's been sailing for years. Like when he was like 19 or 20, he got his first sailboat. And I love to sail. At first, I was afraid of it. 
but God has just like moved me out of that over the years. And he's gotten bigger and bigger sailboats too, so I feel a little safer, I would say. So he, he has the big kind now. So he doesn't have the ones with the little tiller that you move, like a handle thing, and you move it to steer the rudder. But he has a big old boat this time, and it has a big wheel on it. You know, it's like a big wheel, like almost as tall as me wheel. And so it's a big, long boat. It's on a lake. We'll go out there for an hour or two, maybe one day. He knows that we like to sail, and so he's like always has a good excuse to go sailing when we come down. So anyway, usually the thing that I love to do when I'm sailing with him is to get up on at the bow, on the deck, at the bow, the front of the boat, the very, very front, the very tippy end part of the front of the boat. And I like to sit up there or lay up there and just look out and just feel the stillness, um, the quiet. I guess not stillness, because you need wind to sail, so there's really not stillness. Hopefully, hopefully you're having good wind. And I like that there's no motor sound, and that I'm just like, just feel myself going over the water and look down and see the water and God can speak to me and I'm talking to him and or just looking at fish and seeing if there are any fish jumping and all that kind of stuff and I love it um, sometimes the boat like shifts a lot you know if we're tacking and like turning and stuff and there's some shifting going on you just hang on but it's a lot of fun and it's not as scary as it used to be when I was on little boats that I thought could tip over with me um, but the last time I think we were there, maybe in December or November, my brother, he, he's like always, he, he does races. He sails on the lake and they do races and all kinds of stuff. And there are races that you can do where you don't have to even have another person, another boat out there racing. You can just like try to beat your time. And at the yacht club there, they, they have this little log you fill out and stuff. And so sometimes we're racing. Sometimes I don't realize we're racing until we're on the water and then it's like, oh, you know, you know, let's do, can you pull that sail in? Can you, you know, pull that rope? And we need to do this and we need to go faster. You know, that's, that's what we hear. We need to go faster. And the waves are really good today. The wind's really good. I think we could, I think maybe we could beat the time, you know, in the, in the log book. And, and so we're, we're there working and he calls me my oldest brother I really trust him over the years you know he's never flipped with me in a sailboat so yeah I feel pretty good about that I trust him there's a big keel on this boat so he says he tells me that it cannot flip there's no way you know that it's gonna flip it's not gonna happen so I feel good about that but he calls me up and he's like hey I need you to take the wheel I'm like you know, I usually get out of that. You know, they're usually younger people who, who in the family who are up there doing all that. And I just like go up front or just sit down in the seats and just talk to everybody. But um, this time he called me out and he said, I need you to take the wheel. So I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting because it was really windy and you have to plant your feet and you have to hold on with both hands because sometimes it's not like that and you can just sit there and you can just kind of hold the wheel and like make it move but my, this was not that day this was the day you take the wheel and you plant your feet and it's going to be a lot of shifting and moving around and you know it wasn't comfortable but I knew he was there my brother and he was with me and he was saying you know you know like 
just head for that buoy right there. Or, you know, go to the left a little bit and like look up at the sails and there are these little things on the sails and watch those things and you want them to go straight back, you know? So there's all this stuff to do. And I was okay because he was there. And he, I knew that he knew what to do. And I knew like he would just tell me what I needed to do. Okay, we're gonna tack, so you need to, you know, get ready, we're gonna tack. You know, that's a big deal when you're sailing. So um, anyway, I believe that today, on Mother's Day, he is calling some of us, like my brother called me off the deck to come take the wheel. I think that he's calling some of us to get off the deck where we're just enjoying it, you know, a little bit of wind, a little bit of waves get splashed once in a while, and we need to come take the wheel. We need to plant our feet, and we need to get ready and, and start doing what we need to do. And he's there. He's right there. He's not going to let us, you know, crash and burn. He knows what to do. He's got it. And he'll, he'll keep directing us as we need directed, but it's time to come off the, the front deck and take the wheel this morning. So that is the word God has given this morning. It is time. All right? Time is of the essence. So, Apostle Frank, that is what I have.